Community-supported, listener-funded Victory 91.5. I'm Quincy. This is Q in the Morning, and been telling you about it, and we're very excited and always glad to be joined by our general manager, Ray Haynes, in the studio. Except when the alarm goes off really, really early in the morning. <laughs> Mildly exciting. Mildly. You'll get... As we get going, it'll it'll come around. Indeed, indeed. I'm, I'm excited to be here with you, and uh, as always, to uh, spend some time with you and, and talk about some really exciting things. Uh, we all have... Uh, uh, hopefully, the, the the deepening desire to draw near and near to Jesus, to mm. encounter him specifically. You know, we all have our own individual relationship with him yes. as the bride of Christ and, and his beloved. And this month is one of those months to, I don't know, just help you just uh, maybe hunker down, figure out how it is to get into his presence, mm. whether it's the first thing in the morning or the last thing at, at night or all, every moment in, the, in between. So, yeah. That's kind of the reason why we do these things. Well, the thing that caught me the most when we were talking ahead of this teaching was when you said, we're going to look at kind of why and how he loves us. Because that's one of those things for me that I'm always thinking about. Like, how in the world? Why? (laughs) What are you thinking? (laughs) You make bad decisions. (laughs) But, yeah, it is. It's, you know, understanding the love of God. Are you kidding me? I just, you know, it's it's a pretty high mountain to climb. But, you know, this is the month, or soon will be on Sunday, the month of Elul. All right? E-L-U-L. And that's all very significant. Uh, what it tells you, most importantly, is we are very close. September is like that far away, obviously. And as September arrives and this weekend arrives, the month of Elul arrives on the biblical calendar. And uh, that means fall feasts are approaching. Once yeah. again, it's not the Jewish calendar or whatever kind of a calendar. It's the biblical calendar. And so well, the reason we follow this along is <laughs> we're going to be doing this into eternity. So we might as well get used to it. So these are some of the set-apart days that God created that point us to Jesus specifically uh, without any doubt. In fact, the those in the rabbinic movement and the orthodox movement have done everything they can to get the Jews to stop looking at these dates because they focus so much on Jesus. Because they all so point back to Jesus. I'm not saying they really point to him, but I'm just saying even they can see it and they hate it. So <laughs> we're these days help us encounter him. So that's why I'm here today. Uh, we want to. We need help seeing him, understanding, encountering him, and that's why he built these things. So, this month, now it's, the nice thing is a lot of times months kind of cut right in the middle. So, uh, a Hebrew month will start like on the 14th or the 15th, but these are pretty close to the end of our months too. So we can almost look at September this year as Elul. This is a leap year. That's the reason a lot of times Elul is the month of August, but Elul is a really important month as a reminder. Every year has two biblical calendars, kind of. Uh, one that begins in the spring at Passover, and another begins at fall at Rosh Hashanah, which is the next one coming up. So we literally are at the end of one of those biblical years, although it's like really six-month years. It's, it's very weird. But there are two <laughs> beginnings, two New Year's Days, two New Year's Eve, same kind of thing. And it's best way to think of it is your regular birth and your spiritual birth. Mm. We're born again. So it was kind of built into the calendar to do that. And and when are we born again? When Jesus dies on the cross, it's Passover. So that's why this is the 
the other beginning, like when you're born, we're looking in a month, we'll be talking about the birth of Jesus. We were laughing because there was a song that comes from a Christmas album we heard from Anna Curran. As I was starting to talk, I said, well, wait a minute, we're getting ready for Christmas. So <laughs> it, it really is not that uh, far so off. So <laughs> September, actual birthday is September 11th, oddly enough. So we'll look at that and show you why we know that and how we can track that down. So point being, this month of Elul is one of the transition months. If you have kind of two starts to your year, we get it. December is like the end of the year, right? Mm-hmm. But for for the Hebrews, it's usually February. So you're looking at the end, getting ready for the end of the year. And either August, September, you're getting ready. So here we are. So we're in the transition month. In the this last month of the spring-summer calendar, and since the fall calendar begins in 30 days with Rosh Hashanah, which is the, I mentioned, anniversary of uh, the birth of Jesus, but it's also the creation of man. It's the sixth day of creation, all right? Not the first five, but if Rosh Hashanah in 30 days as we start the new year and the new month, the new calendar, is the sixth day, that tells you about this month of Elul, that it includes the first five days of creation. So those are pretty significant days. How would you like to be living without the earth, without the animals, without the green stuff, all this stuff? Be a little so interesting, yeah. It is, yes. So there's a lot in the little to talk about. So I think it's just a, a really fun month. But, okay, let's get to the romance. I saw somebody posted a, a little... We had the, th- I said, to create a little meme. This is God's romance. Mm-hmm. I saw some a little question mark with a, you know, with a squinty eyes going, <laughs> God's romance? And I was thinking, you know, to the average ordinary person, you're going to think God's dating someone? So it is a weird concept. And so, but uh, for us as the church, I hope that, you know, that's not a weird concept. No. He calls you the bride right, yeah. of Christ, and we hope you get to date him some before you marry him. So mm-hmm. here's what we're going to talk about in Elul. The roadmap for Elul is Solomon's beautiful allegory, Song of Songs. If you've never read allegories, if you've watched the, gosh, there's so many, they've made so many of the great books into uh, movies now, and uh, hopefully you've encountered an allegory to some degree that you can understand, but the simplest allegory picture is the Passover lamb being Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. right? Over over the course of time, uh, 1,500 years later, there's, there's a there's a shadow, there's a type. It's an allegory. It's it's more than just the straightforward thing, right? And it's what kind of threw the Jews off. And we're going to, uh, some of the Jews off at least, and we're going to show you why and how Jesus did some of that today. But let's talk about Song of Solomon. A couple of verses in here. Song of Solomon 3, 4. I have found the one my soul loves. Mm. Now, you know, some good's going on there. A little later in that book, I was sleeping, but my heart was awake. Goodness. But the big verse for the month of Elul is uh, Solom- Song of Solomon's, or Song of Songs, uses both words. I am my beloved's, and my beloved is mine. Mm-hmm. And the beautiful, beautiful verse. And that's four Hebrew letters that spell the month Elul, E-L-U-L, right? That's Aleph, Lamed, Vav, and Lamed. That is an acronym. You know, that means the first letter of each word uh, spells out a word. So that's an acronym for the phrase in Song of Songs. Ani, le dodi, ve dodi, li. Now, I'll break it down for you. Dodi is the word beloved. Mm. All right? And ani is obviously I am, like the name of God. I am, ani. Le dodi is uh, my beloved in that sense. And Vedodi is my beloved in the other direction in terms of God. 
and Lee is is mine. So Ani Ledodi Vedodi Lee. Since Song of Songs is both the story of two people in love, this beautiful allegory of Song of Solomon and or <laughs> Song of Solomon and this this wonderful young girl he was in love with and this journey into to marriage for them. So it's this really romantic story. But the I am, the Ani there, can refer to the beloved as being God or the person that you love, right? So lots of couples get this verse as a tattoo or on jewelry. I have it on my wedding ring. It's a, it is a, it's a very, it, it works both ways. I love, you know, spinning my little ring there and thinking, am I, I can be thinking of God. I think of my walk with Jesus or I can be speak, thinking of Kelly. So it works both ways. So mm. Elul has that kind of quality to it. So whenever we draw close to God with a humble heart, seeking so to follow, we're saying, I am my beloved's. So this is our seeking of him. God's response, that's the cool thing, is he pours out mercy and forgiveness. And his is always, and my beloved is mine. You are his. Mm. I want you just to wrap your mind around that. For yeah. You belong to God. You are his. And, and it's not trying to be in some kind of controlling, manipulative way, but in the most beautiful way. Is, and like we were talking about, you stupid, stupid person. Why won't you stop? There, the love goes beyond that. It helps yeah. you to repent. He helps you to, to walk right and to be restored to him. So it is kind of a cool thing. And Elul is part of this 40-day period. We're working towards Yom Kippur or Kippur to search out and awaken our heart for God and for others. And Elul type of love goes beyond I am my beloved's to my beloved is mine, all right? Which is to ask from a more mature place, how am I going to doing it loving God here? How am I doing? <laughs> and loving this person, your wife, your whoever. How can I grow, do better, be closer? So this month is for that. It's not just for you and God. It's also relationally and with your neighbor. Checking so, our heart inventory there. Yes, yeah. big time. Yeah. So God gave us the biblical calendar with its feast, its holy days, and special days. And he's asking us to set these days apart for a good reason. Because as we properly encounter these special days, they reveal his heart to us. He wants us to discover that his romance is impossible to resist. Mm. Don't you want that? Hosea 2.16, in that day, declares Jehovah, you will call me my husband. You will no longer call me my master. I love that. Hmm. So the first goal of Elul is awakening romance with God and maybe even discovering that you can have a romance with God and just, you know, try to put the right uh, characteristics to that word romance if it if it throws you off. So for guys, being the bride of Christ, you, you know, you can't picture yourself in a wedding dress. That's right. just creepy. So you have to figure out how to process that. But the romance of God. This is who you're going to be spending eternity with, and that he's made everything for you. It's how he can be romantic in that way, and you might have to just rethink the whole word romance. But <laughs> secondly, Elul is about preparing to meet with God. On Pentecost, back early in the summer, Moses ascended Mount Sinai to get the Ten Commandments. And of course, we all know it did not go well. It went well for him, but not for everybody else. Moses ascended Mount Sinai for his third 40-day period in a row on the first of Elul, I'm talking 120 days fasting on the mountain with God because these people wouldn't get unstuck from stupid. And so this is that day where he goes back up and he comes down and Yom Kippur is the actual day he comes down with the stones that he doesn't break in half this time. So <laughs> it's a big day. So weirdly as it seems, we're back in Pentecost. 
We're back there one more time. Uh, so it's we're going to talk about a lot about that, too. The first time Moses went up to receive the tablets, 40 days later on the 17th of Tammuz, I came in for that. The people were sinning with the golden calf, and God wanted to destroy them, and Moses asked for mercy, and God relented. Then Moses descended with the tablets to find Israel committing the worst possible abominations of immorality and idolatry around the idol of the calf, and Moses smashed those tablets. So the next day, Moses returned for a second 40-day period just to ask forgiveness for the Israelites. And God agrees to forgive them, but only for the sake of Moses. Mm. He's done with them. He's tired. And if only Moses would say, you know, you're right. These people, they're, they're really... <laughs> but he didn't. He comes down, he prepares two new stone tablets, brings them up on the 1st of Elul this weekend. Moses climbs back up on, you know, unbelievably... Day number 80 here of going to be on the mountain for the 40-day period to receive the second tablets, the law, to see God's glory, and that's pretty cool, too. Elula's beginning of the 40-day period that's all about prayer, repentance, changing your actions, encountering God like Moses did, and it lasts all the way to Yom Kippur. So, a little bit important there, too. Uh, Moses would prove to be trend center, by the way, on Elul day one this weekend. Jonah left for 40 days to tell Nineveh to repent. Mm. Moses ascended Sinai for the third time. Yeshua, Jesus, went into the wilderness for 40 days to begin his ministry. So this is not some random day. Right. It's Never kinda, is. It's a little, little significant. Yeah. yeah. So as we look at preparations, repentance, we're going to journey back and visit Moses during that journey with God. See the glory of Jehovah. What does that look like? And discover what it means that the king is in the field during Elul. And last but not least, Elul includes those first five days of creation. Uh, during the last week of Elul, on day 25, we celebrate the literal beginning of creation when God said, uh, bear sheet, let there be light. I will take a look at two little letters that pack a big punch, the Aleph and the Taf, and uh, just that first word, bear sheet, that, that let beginnings is basically what that means. Uh, during day two, three, four, and five of creation, God's going to separate the light from the darkness, divide the waters, create the sky, create land, cause seeds to produce life, create the lights in the sky, the fish in the sea, animals that fly and those that creep. Goodness, it's a busy time, and that's all in the lul. So we're going to journey back to day four later on, briefly, and uh, discover if there is a gospel written in the stars that every night looks down at you and you ignore it? And the answer, of course, is yes. Uh, so all these activities occurred in the final week of Elul. So all of it is just preparation because that's kind of the theme of the month, preparation. At the end of the 30 days, the month of Elul transitions to the month of Tishrei and the new year, which begins with Rosh Hashanah, the Feast of Trumpets. That's the sixth day of creation. God creates all the land animals, most importantly, Adam and Eve. Uh, later, it marked the birth of the second uh, Adam, Yehoshua, Jesus. On the 10th day of Tishri, Moses, Jonah, and Jesus all return from the 40-day journeys on the holiest day on the Jewish calendar, Yom Kippur. So, does that sound like a lot? It, it really is. That's a whole lot, and we're going to shake it all out and spread it all out today. That's where we're headed.